0: Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit
1: BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, It's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. What is up, everybody? Happy Friday. I hope you're living it up, having something fun planned. I know I do. I hope you guys are enjoying these bonus episodes that I'm throwing in from time to time. We have another one today with the amazing agency, Pink Teddy out of Detroit. Throw those hands up, (laughs) I'm dead. Um, They're a cool digital development agency and they do so many cool things from content creation to sales funnel help to social media advertising. And they truly do it in such a revolutionary way where it really relates to people instead of that boring messaging that is just created and it really sticks to nobody. But these are that they help you create those types of moments that you're going to want to send in the group text, you know, stuff that you'll actually be proud of. So I'm sitting down with Jose Maldonado and we're talking all things social media, content creation, how to relate to people, all the above. We have a good time. It's a party. So if you like social media, if you like content creation, if you just love Friday, tune in because this is truly a party and we have a great time. Jose, thank you so much for joining us. How are you?
0: Hi, Colin. Thank you for your space. I'm doing fantastico.
1: (laughs) So before we get started, we like to always ask our guests um, the question what the term young influential means to them. And there's no right or wrong answer. So it's whatever you think of. (laughs)
0: All right. Um, so I think that everybody can be a young influential, uh, regardless of the age. Uh, each of us has uh, the, the ability to make more change than we ever imagined, right? Um, young influentials are, are people who do not only make change happen, but we also make an impact, right? And uh, uh, those people are the ones that don't stop until that impact changed something or someone for the better.
1: Come on, a very, <laughs> a very pageant answer, we love to hear
0: it, we love I'm, to I'm hear it, I'm waving my hand, right
1: <laughs> we love to hear everybody vote for him this year, <laughs> so before we get into like everything that Pink Teddy does and all that stuff, let's take a road trip, I don't know why I said road trip, let's take a journey down memory lane, um, was social media and like media something you were always into growing up or? What was the role it played in your like upbringing?
0: Absolutely. So uh, I was uh, born in Ecuador. I'm an Ecuadorian by birth and a uh, Detroiter by heart.
1: Right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so um, in that journey, um, uh, living in, in different places, um, social media was uh, a way to connect with my own roots as a Latin American, living in, in new countries, in new cultures, in new languages, uh, but also to learn how to adapt, right? And so um, it was always a, a resource that was part of my life, part of my upbringing, uh, and uh, now part of my work.
1: we love to hear. And I feel like that's so cool also. like I feel like it's so important to that social media, like just how to like, not just like connect and like build a community, but like talk to different people from all over different places because think that's so key because everybody's not going to always have your background and perspective on stuff so really knowing how to like connect and whatever like I feel like with me that was one of the things I liked about social media is you can always connect with various people from all over the world but have different perspectives and sometimes have civil conversations if you guys disagree on things but I think that's one of the <laughs> cool <clears throat> the tools that social media offers just like talking to different people one-on-one basically
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and uh, it, it, a way to to acculturate right? To to connect with with uh, the culture that you've lived,
1: and like tell people, and then That's like behind. educate people about like if they're not, if they're like, oh yeah, I never heard of that. It's like, well, let me educate you on this. <laughs> do, do, do gets to type in, sends them a quick whatever, but no, I I think social media, I think it's cool. It brings like cultures and different people together. It has its ups and downs, with like the negativity of how people can like drag people and cancel culture. is a whole another episode that we're not getting into. But I think, like overall, like one thing I like is social media brings people together and they're able to connect from wherever they are in the world.
0: Absolutely, yeah, he, he keep us together for for good or bad, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a place where where you find both. But um, let's focus in the in the good for now.
1: Yes, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna keep it positive. <laughs> But before getting to, like, um, Pink Teddy and, like, getting started with that, like, did you have, like, a job that you were at prior that kind of sparked the idea to start it? Or how did that, like, whole process come about?
0: Sure. So um, I came to the U.S. for college right after uh, high school. I graduated in Ecuador. And uh, after college, I always wanted to work in uh, tech spaces uh, related to marketing, which is what I went for. Started at Google. Um, we introduced Google News, and I was in charge of the introduction for the Hispanic markets in the US um, and uh, Spain and Mexico as well. And so, uh, that I think is a, a really great uh, first interaction with uh, technology, market, and culture, and how that uh, led me to my uh, entrepreneurial endeavor, which is Pink Teddy.
1: And was, was like, entrepreneurship something that was, like, always a part of your, like, I feel like most people that start their own, like, that, (laughs) like, roar, that, like, voice was always, like, something that was in the back of their head where they're, like, you know, like, eventually, like, once I get the means or once I get the time, like, I want to get off and launch my own thing. Like, was that always in the back of your mind, even at your prior, like, companies that you worked at? (laughs)
0: Um, Good question. I I think it was all um, um, a journey of uh, um, self-knowing, right? Um, I I graduated college. I started working for for Corporate America, if you may. Uh, And uh, my family, since we were kids, they were always entrepreneurs. And so I gave my try to what my parents wanted me to, which is uh, corporate America. (laughs) But I was like, you know what? (laughs) Uh, I'm in my dream company, my dream job at Google. And I didn't feel that my time had uh, enough of a purpose, right? And so as an immigrant in the US living in Detroit, uh, I always wanted to have something that would uh, give or, or share the opportunities that I had as an immigrant. And so... Entrepreneurship was my my only way.
1: No, I think that's so cool and that's so true too. It's like if you're doing something you're not passionate about, you, it like quickly leads to burnout and then like boredom and then not fulfilling. I feel like what we saw like post pandemic is people kind of do a soul searching and be like, you know what, like what I'm doing every day is not actually what I'm passionate about. And I feel like if you're not passionate about whatever you're doing, like sometimes that's a luxury and we have to do things we're not passionate about. But I feel like whenever we do get the option to kind of pivot or switch to something that we do care about or that we do want to fulfill and do longer, that we should take that opportunity when we can. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I, and I think those 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 moments of, of self-awareness only happen when we are at discomfort, you know? And so um, uh, it, it happened to me, and, and uh, I heard that from my, my network of entrepreneurs, uh, and I'm sure that some, to some people that are listening, is that we, we need to face uh, difficulties in our life for us to realize um, how are we going to innovate, what are the answers that we can come up with, you know, who we really are, and that, that is Pink Teddy. For me,
1: <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree with that. I feel like it's always in those moments where you're like, "What am I doing with my life? Like, what's going on?" Like, where you <laughs> do, do that, like, like, soul. <laughs> literally, it's like when you do that soul searching. I feel like that's what leads to like the biggest life pivot and the biggest change that leads you to who you're supposed to be. And I'm one of those that like truly believes there's like no such thing as, like, failure. They're just lessons if you, like, switch your mindset mm. on it. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like any internship... We're getting stoic right? here. I was, like, I was like yeah. not <laughs> just getting into, like, the Oprah, The Oprah yeah, Is this a philosophy
0: podcast? <laughs> yeah, I was, like, not just
1: switching on it. <laughs> I but, it. I love it, I love it. But I truly believe that, like, I feel like a lot of times people are, like, oh, like, I failed at this or whatever. It's, like, was it a failure? Was it, like, a lesson that helped pivot? Because I feel like everything, at the mm. end of the day, like, helps you get on the road to where you're supposed to be. So, like... You losing your job or whatever, whatever, it like helps you that bump in the road or whatever you want to look at it helps pivot you and get you to where you're supposed to be. Like in the moment, it sucks because you're like, crap, like lost my job. I gotta pay these bills and whatever, whatever. But after you zoom out and like look at it, it's like, okay, like it's getting me that much closer to what I'm supposed to be doing and where I'm supposed to be. Like, I could do a talk about a (laughs) journey for internships and things that just didn't right, like that here, just did bro. not work out. <laughs> and I would be like, what am I gonna do with my life? And they all just like ended up like pivoting and got me to like where I'm supposed to be. And I feel like in the moment you're like crap, like nothing's working out. It's a second job or whatever, whatever. But it's like yes. when you look at it from the perspective of like, no, all this is helping me get to where I'm supposed to be, it like completely <laughs> changes the whole perspective. Like in the moment you're pissed pissed because it's like crap, like what am I gonna do about these bills? But like yeah. when you Zoom out. It's like no, like it had to happen.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's it, it, it's a moment when um one needs to just believe in oneself, right? That one day, you know, in the next week, month, years, you'll be looking back and it's like you know this happened for for a reason, right? I'm here because of that, right? And so I think it's it's only a, a matter of of believing ourselves or of uh, being. Um, you believe, uh, working in towards one goal consecutively, right? half faith and uh, you'll find your path.
1: Yeah, not just just getting all philosophical <laughs> like this early in the, in totally. the episode. <laughs> but can you give us like a little summary and a little background on like what Pink Teddy is for all those who aren't as familiar?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so um, um, my team and I like to call ourselves trust earners. Right, because we see uh, trust as a currency. Pink Ted is a marketing agency that uh, shifts paradigmas um, with Detroit-inspired business strategies. So, what does this mean? Um, I've I've lived in Detroit. I found myself um, I identify as a Detroiter, um, and so I wanted uh, learning about the history of. renaissance right coming from the ashes uh, as as the city and and our great people right we adapt by nature we innovate by purpose uh, we seek a high degree of success by doing the best work of our lives and so um our agency in short is a love letter to our city detroit
1: uh-huh, I love that. That's so that's so precious. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, like, you uh, like not just having us crying at this early age. <laughs> like goodness. Um, so like I always if people have
0: tissues t- at my desk, you know please they like
1: never please, know. please pass the <laughs> tissues this way. Bring them this way. <laughs> I'll send them to you in week. <laughs> <laughs> but what like looking at it like if someone is looking like, okay, well what's different what makes Pink Teddy different from any other agency like what are the things or specialties that you guys do that makes you all kind of stand out? And that's different from like the others that are in the Detroit area
0: mm-hmm. um I think that in short um we are an uh, an empathetic agency right that creates work with purpose for people who care right? And so I don't think that there's a magic recipe um, to to tell you steps on on how marketing or or strategies can work, right? There's not one size fits all. But um, you just need to start by understanding that you're also speaking to uh, human beings, right? Uh, We are in an era that everything is saturated, oversaturated with sales uh, in social media, right? As soon as we turn on our phones, we see advertising. And so how can we call people's attention is to, to create content of purpose, that is LOL producing, as we call it <laughs> that, you know, adding a little funny uh, hint of spice. <laughs> and so that has worked uh, incredible for us and, and, and our clients right, uh, in Detroit and, and across the US is um, just uh, creating genuine um, strategies and content uh, so, so we can offer it to people, right? Provide what, what they need, or what they, or, or provide material so they can be the the people that they seek to be.
1: And I feel like, especially a lot of times, like especially with social media campaigns, like brands and whomever, we're always like, oh, we want to do this, we want to reach that audience, and they don't really know how to do it in a way that's like authentic and really reaches like hmm. that group or that target. So, it, I feel like a lot of times like it takes agencies or teams that are like okay like this is how you talk on instagram this is how you talk on here so like if you're trying to reach i don't know like young millennial like parents like this is probably how the campaign should be and if you want to really like zoom in like, this is how you talk to like people of color parents or whatever whatever i feel mm-hmm. like a lot of times like it takes doing that extra step and versus like that there is no like a one-size-fits-all and if you really want to connect with that audience or really connect with whomever you have to really like come at it from an authentic place and authentic perspective. You can't just slap together like what you think, like, Oh, like they're on the Midwest. So like, I'm sure they all will love like this ad campaign. It's like, no, it's like, who are you really, you're saying you're targeting parents in the Midwest, but like who are you really trying to talk to? It's like you have to kind of really hone in and like the more, like zoomed in, you can get with like who exactly you're talking to. The better it will come across, because I think that's why so many of these like social campaigns that we see are so tone deaf is because they're not taking that extra step to really focus on like who they're trying to reach and talk to.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it, I think that um, you you keep something very important there, right? Is it, we need to hone in in who we're targeting, right? We need to define the people that believe in our values and be uh, authentic and empathetic to them um, there's this uh, um, Seth Godin right uh, he's my my bread and butter right <laughs> uh, <laughs> And so um, uh, one of the, the main ideas to start Pink Teddy was based in Purple Cow, one of the, the his first uh, marketing books. And so it's, uh, okay, if, if you are traveling in a, a countryside in, in France, right, you're seeing cows, you pay attention to the first 25, right? And then along your site, you stop looking at them, yes? because the, the, you've seen many already. But if you find a, a, a cow that is purple, right, you stop at it, you take pictures, you share about it, um, you um, hopefully, you know, your friends will do too. And so that is also being empathetic and genuine, but also um, different in a way that it might be attracted
1: to people. No, that's so true. It's like, you can't just like, I feel like a lot of times, like when it comes to people like, oh, like, this is what we do every year. Like, they'll, they'll buy into it. They'll click on it. It's like, no stuff changes. Like, I feel like we saw a huge shift, like post pandemic marketing of how people had to like Rechange change how they were targeting and talking to people because how we talked to people prior to the pandemic, it w- like how that reacts to now is not the same or like it's not going to get people back in. And I feel like that's one thing you, as a marketer, as somebody in social media, you have to be able to adapt and really hone in on that social listening and be like, okay, like what are people actually, what is it that this group is really wanting to hear from? Like what are the things that are actually going to make them listen and click on and what you can't just – do one size fit all, and do like, oh, that's what we always do. Like, you have to really <laughs> hone in on that social listening and really take that time. And I feel like that's something a lot of times, whenever you're like the agency coming in to help like a brand or a client, they're like, no, but we always do like this. The you have to kind of do it in a way that's like, hey, like you did, you hired us to do this. Like, we're trying to help you and like really help them understand. Because a lot of times, like they just don't understand it. So it's like having that like grace and kind of like that holding be like, hey, like this is what you're trying to do, and this is the only way that we think you'll be able to execute it on an effective way is so if you do it X, Y, and Z.
0: Absolutely, yes. Uh, in, in one way, undo the marketing of
1: marketing. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know? Exactly. Because people
0: is being trained to, to, to ignore marketing, right? And so, and so we need to, to find out how can we stand for, right, or, or stand for what others are afraid
1: and I feel like I'm one of those two where it's like, I'll look at it, I'll look I'll be like, oh, here's another. Here's another marketing campaign. But sometimes the marketing is just so good. And I'm just like, oh, they give me like the YouTube targeted ads. I don't know what it is, but like <laughs> I'll be looking at them like, oh, here they go. And I'll be like, how dare they think I'm going to click on this? and like that. Right. Two minutes <laughs> later, I'm like, oh, they got me. <laughs> <laughs> <Click> front, <laughs> or just yeah. Here. I,
0: I'm, I'm, I'm I'm guilty as well. Sometimes I don't even look at them, you know, so, so, so they don't win, but of course they end up winning. Yeah, we know, we know how it works.
1: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brain or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With viral growth, Forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content, so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. <laughs> and I feel like what's really cool is like the, like the social display ads. Like when they, like some, like, I don't know what it is with Instagram ones they're really like the mix of doing it in a way where it like tie, like it really makes people like, lures them in with the way of like selling, but not really selling. And I know we're seeing a lot of marketers do that with content marketing too, where they're like, mm-hmm. Oh, we're, this is our page to of our product, but they do everything. But sell. So they're like, I feel like Duolingo does that really well where they do their marketing in a way that's like funny and with the culture, but mm-hmm. it, they're you'll never see them do an ad that's like, oh, by the way, we have a language learning software, like, subscribe today. I feel like they do it in such a way. I feel like that's, like, the new key of, the, of doing it. It's, like, kind of, like, getting into the platform and, and just being there and being present. And then, like, by you figuring it out and just, like, being of the people will get people interested and be, like, oh, what's this? And then they click on it. And they're, like, oh, they, they're, a, they're a service. They're, like, oh, this is what they do. So, I feel like, that's the most effective ways if you can like really get into it and just like do the marketing do the storytelling in a way that doesn't feel like you're selling to people because like we said like people can tell when you are selling to them so you have to do it in a way that sounds i know everybody says about authentic and organic in a way that doesn't sound mm-hmm. like you're beating them over the head with whatever your mission is
0: that's right yeah it's it's, it's marketing with people instead of at them
1: yeah and is there like whenever you guys are sitting down with like clients and stuff to really strategize with, is there like a first step that you guys do to really get them to kind of hone in on their messaging and what they're actually trying to do specific of like the platform or what the campaign Mm -hmm. is like, do you guys have like a tactic that you guys usually do?
0: Yeah, um, absolutely. The the, the first and main step uh, for us with our accounts is to, to, share expressed that we don't want to be altruistic but truistic, right if that's a term <laughs> <laughs> definitely it's one in, in within our agency and so what we do is is, is define the, the people that we live in in uh, the company's values right um, and and find ways to to be empathetic with them understanding their needs uh, understanding who they are can we imagine them you know um, how their, their their daily lives looks. And so once we hone on those, hone down on those, um, we start there, right? We create their own market.
1: Oh, let's, I've, and I feel like that's helpful because it's like, if you don't know who you're talking to, you're talking to like no one because you're trying to market to quote unquote everyone. And yeah. then again, if you're talking to everyone, you're talking to no one. So I feel like really, like you said, like really just like creating a market of like who you're trying to talk to, who you're trying to target, Helps better create that strategy because I feel like that's the first step that a lot of us ignore whenever it comes to hmm. like so whether it's social media or any type of marketing we like forget like oh who are we talking to and it's like then we just start putting messaging out that we assume or like oh it's Pride Month we assume that everybody wants boats <laughs> or it's like oh it's such and such month like let's just put that word everywhere or like <laughs> use. Uh, a couple are used people that like look like that and it's like okay no like <laughs> figure out like okay what about pride or what about hispanic heritage Month or whatever about like whatever exactly. whatever are you trying to like convey that messaging are you trying to like encourage them to vote are you trying to encourage them to do x y and Z? it's like you can't just base social campaign that drives me insane i hate when people do social <laughs> campaigns and it's just like based off stereotypes i'm like
0: yes okay what's
1: the point of you okay like what is the point of like? people
0: we we understand <laughs> i'm
1: like right? why what do you like why are they here like you can't just slap like two brown people in an ad and be like did it it's like no they're like but you don't get it they're also gay it's like wait no but no that's not how it works like what is your mission like
0: I know, I know. I, I, there's been countless times, you know, that I, I open social media and I get targeted as, as a Latinx, for example, you know, and it starts with arriba. And I was like, Oof, okay, <laughs> this was probably, you know, based on, in, in demographics more than, than psychographics. You know, we we need to, the, the way to stop that is, is understanding that there's no uh, stereotypes that fits a community, but, but it's, it's, it's people with feelings. And so how can we, Uh, develop that to to make their lives a little better
1: and i feel it's like what you said like you guys take the empathetic approach and i feel like Mm -hmm. one thing that i do like saying that a lot of agencies or like brands or teams to do is like if they don't understand like something or how to make say a campaign send around for women's system whether something they might like bring on another team to help and do that and like i don't i feel like a lot of times like we build shimmers like how dare you guys like bring other people in to like help you with x y and z but if you truly don't know something i don't see anything wrong with like bringing an extra agency in to like help you mm-hmm. like if you're trying to target like latinx gen z or it's like there's tons of agencies out there that can help you with that and i don't see anything wrong with that it's better doing that than like you creating a campaign based off stereotypes that you assume <laughs> and then like it backfiring you on social media and you're like i don't understand like why this client's mad at us if we're, creating this social campaign and like we use this creator and they love that creator. It's like, no, like that, <laughs> that's, but that, that, no, just because you got that great. No, that's not how it works. But I think just coming from that standpoint of like really understanding and really figuring out like, okay, no, this is our mission. This is what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. We're trying to talk to them about X, Y, and Z and make sure these three or these key things are really indicated into this campaign. And it really takes an agency who starts with that um, layout to really get those things executed.
0: Absolutely. You know, it, it happened uh, something related to this with, with uh, one of our clients here in Detroit. Um, there were three partners. Uh, one of them is uh, a person of color, Afro-American. And uh, we were speaking about SEO on their website and how we would translate that to a second language to Spanish, you know. And so I was I was trying to to convince them with with our team uh, on how important it is not only to translate but also culturally translate,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: Um, so it's not just word by word. And um, the two other partners, you know, they were they were mentioned it's like, well, you know. Um, it, is there actually a, an actual need of of proceeding to that and the uh, partner, um, the who was a person of color, he was like, "There's an absolute need of that, you know." And so that was uh, a part of the of the um, connection that we started having with the company, and uh, they've been our clients for uh, uh, second term now. So, and I
1: think Thanks. like that's a key, and I think that's a key thing that you brought up too. It's just like having those voices and representation in the room when those decisions are being made, because mm-hmm. I feel like that's how a lot of the, these faux pas happen. Like they don't have like people of color representation in there to be like, um, there, like, there is a difference between X, Y, and Z. Like it's not, we're not all the same. Like just cause we're like, there's a <laughs> cultural difference in whatever, whatever, like if it's said like this, this might be misconstrued as X, Y, and Z. But I think that's why it's so important to have, representation I feel like a lot of times whenever these incidents do happen whether it's via social media or an out-of-home marketing campaign it's because they didn't have those voices and they didn't checked in and, and a lot of times I'm like companies like you have employees that <clears throat> are part of these like groups that you're looking to target and talk to like start with them ask them like hey what do you think about us doing x y and z or what is something you can see like I feel like that's a tool that we tend to forget about like our employees and our teams who are part of those communities that we can ask and utilize as a resource just as much?
0: That's right. That's right. There's there's definitely the the need for that, you know, and the, the talent around. We just need to get uh, access to opportunity.
1: That part. That part exactly. <laughs> oh, like like the tea has been spent. The tea has been uh, uh But now that like everybody's starting to like meet back together and do more like in-person events and activations, do you guys find yourself, like, working with clients and, um, of, like, helping them, like, figure out, like, campaigns and do stuff, like, out of home, like, in-person type stuff, like, have you guys been involved with anything in that sort?
0: Uh, yes, the, 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 there's been a couple, um, companies that, uh, in order to reactivate, right, into, into society again, um uh they they were they were they came to us believing that they needed to double up on stuff or spend right and, and it's not really about that but it's 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 to creating uh better not more right and so um it it, it go it all narrows down to um what we mentioned at the beginning right is 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 defining the people that believe in your values and um uh, uh, understanding that their time is precious right so um, uh, honing down or creating uh, content that you can share of value to them uh, to to facilitate how their lives go on a daily basis.
1: And whenever you're working with clients, I like, is there a particular like platform, like in regards to social media, that more of them are like struggling with? Like social media is changing so much, and there's so Drastic. many platforms that are coming out. Like I can't keep up. So, like, is there one that like you guys are seeing clients need more help with, or kind of lean towards more? Um, what,
0: we've, what we've seen so far, you know, obviously there is a major traffic steal uh, on Meta platforms, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we've got for e-commerce incredible, incredible uh, results on Snapchat, right? Um, the, the The transition now is, is moving to TikTok with uh, short term videos, but um, th- there is uh, other platforms such as Snapchat that um, it, it has more niche uh, communities, and so we've been able to provide uh, even greater results than uh, Instagram and Facebook at some point.
1: And oh, so it's wow. just
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. I know, like, I know. We, we've been surprised you know <laughs> yeah. uh, about. Those.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't see Snapchat as an e-commerce thing, but absolutely,
0: wow. yep, yeah no and uh, and probably that's that's why of the advantages, right It's just uh, sitting with your client earning their trust for you to try and test. If you're not testing, you are losing the game right And if if, if, if and as an agency as a marketer, uh, as, a, as a young influential, uh, <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if you're able to, to connect with a client that uh, is open-minded enough uh, and, and trust you enough for you to um, uh, create new strategies and test them, you, you uh, are, are very fortunate, right? Because that's the only way that you can uh,
1: provide growth. Yeah, I feel like that's key. I feel like a lot of times, like, especially like in marketing, like a lot of times we get stuck in like, oh well these are the things that these are the platforms or these are the types of things that we've used in the past that worked and we don't wanna branch out or wanna try other ones and like granted there are a lot of platforms and like you don't need to be on everything, but I feel like you'd be kind of like missing out if you didn't try to see if like, oh, like we're a very visual brand or we're a very um video focused We have so many behind the things behind the scenes things that we could show of our brand like maybe we could try tiktok and see if those types of things could work so i feel like it's so important as a brand or as like to not get too bogged down and missing out on like any of the new things that are coming out like try and like maybe fail fast and like if it doesn't work like cool move on go like try something else but like don't be so scared to try something new because it's new when you you're not used to it like that's the whole point of why something is new (laughs)
0: absolutely you need to keep reinventing that that's
1: that's key like you have to
0: <laughs>
1: and as for my last question like for everybody who's listening like oh this has been cool great topics but how do I but for those who are like okay cool but how do i like start off helping my clients better understand of how to create better social campaigns or better campaigns that are more effective and really are mm. more like targeted
0: um we, we can go even more niche, right? <laughs> how, how do we how do we influence, right? Um, and so I think that there there's four key points that we use. One, um, we, we create and release tension, right with, with our content, with our ads, right? Uh, uh, to make sure that, that that people is still engaged uh, and connected to our messaging. Number two, Uh, We establish cultural norms. We um, understand who we're targeting for, what is the smallest valuable niche that we can uh, speak to, and so we understand what are the cultural norms uh, of those groups, and we intensify those. Number three, numero tres. (laughs) We're also learning some Spanish here. Here we go. Muy bien. All right, so number three is uh, uh, <laughs> we uh, uh, define status roles too, right? How, how do we make it um, um, more uh, specific to uh, the, the, the community that we're targeting to, right? Uh, how, or how do we maintain these status roles? And the last one, number four, is uh, uh, realizing that we're working with human beings, right? We, we need to help them find what they need um, or who they seek to be.
1: No, just dropping so many gyms. I feel like the last <laughs> point is so key because it's like a lot of times we forget like these are humans and at the end of the day, like you're here to provide right. a service and like help them do whatever it is in the, the day. And they're not just, a lot of times we just think they're like bots or just like a number that likes a post of a campaign that goes, well, but at the end of the day, like your mission is to help people like live better or provide a better service or an X, Y, and Z. And then also as an agency, like help your clients, like do the best they can. So it's like, if you're not putting their needs to the center and really helping them and like challenging them to really push them to be like, okay, like, let's really dig into this, then you're not really doing your job.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, you know, if, if I can advise a book, uh, is that okay?
1: Let's go. Uh, come on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. It's, it's, been, it's been a manual for us, right? It's it's a book that came in the 90s and, uh, and it's still current, right? It was supposed to be for Web2. It's called The Clue Train Manifesto by Living Luke. And it it, it specifically speaks like that, right? Um, that we need to, to understand that people's time uh, is not free, right? And so how, how can we... Uh, communicate with them in a way that uh, uh, really shares that we as marketers understand that we're speaking to human beings.
1: No, I love that. Now I I have my book list is already (laughs) high. Now I got another one I need to add. Goodness
0: gracious. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be so much worth it. I promise.
1: I'm going to add that, but Jose, thank you so much for, being here, talking to us, turning this into a, a philosophy podcast <laughs> where we just went there, we cried, we laughed.
0: There okay. we go. Uh, a whole roller coaster. That, that, that's what we're here for. I enjoyed it too.
1: Wow. How great was this episode? If you were like me, you probably took a lot of notes and have a lot of questions and comments. So if you do, feel free to add us at Adweek across Twitter, Instagram, all the social medias, and we'd love to hear from you all. And feel free to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts—that always helps us. And we can't wait to hear from you all and see you in the next episode. So, bye, everybody! Thank you for listening to Young Influentials, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and Acast Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Al manorino executive produced by Chris Aaron, and edited by Lane McGibney at Boundless Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcast. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company?